We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balanji. Uh, if you could please rate or review the podcast, we'd greatly appreciate that. It goes a long way towards helping us out, helping people find the podcast, which is also a very good thing. So we'd appreciate that if you could help us out there. Uh, we are sponsored by WinBet. We do appreciate them all year long. They're the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's Fantasy Podcast. That's W Y N N B E T. Uh, Ryan, we're at week 14. I know that uh, I know week 13 was very, very good to you. So before we jump into week 14, uh, congrats on that. I know you had a really good week last week. Yeah, thanks. Um, I got third in the uh, $33 five max tournament for 10,000. So that was nice. Damn, um, that's a, that's a good that's a good lucky week 13 right there. Oh, definitely. Um, I used a lineup. Uh, it had the three chalkiest running backs, Gibson, Michelle, and uh, Mitchell, um, and also the chalkiest defense in the Dolphins. So it seems like a lot of chalk, um, but the stack I used was Herbert, Mike Williams, and Higgins. Uh, Higgins and Mike Williams were uh, not very popular, so I got some leverage there. And then a 6% George Kittle was the key. Uh, um, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. Not only does my boy George Kittle help you out, but Justin Herbert, friend of the podcast, helped you out too. That's beautiful. Just awesome. Yeah, awesome that Herbert got us there. You know, we yeah. talk about him. Me and you have been on him quite a bit. Um, just one last thing, uh, you know, as far as leverage goes, because my lineup did have a lot of chalky pieces in it. Now, I got some with the receivers, but another way you can get some uh, is that I played Kittle with Mitchell, so two guys from the Niners, right. and people don't do that. Like, I, I didn't check, but I assume, like, I would be one of the only ones that did that uh, yeah. unless – people don't normally play guys from the same team unless they're stacking that game with a quarterback right. or at least a run back from the other side. So that's just, that's another way to get a little bit of leverage if you think uh, you have too many chalky players in your lineup. And it was good because, I mean, we talked about it in the podcast last week about, like, Jonathan Taylor's in a great spot, but there are all these cheap running backs, and it it turned out really well to do it that way because J- Taylor was really good. Taylor had 140 yards, two touchdowns, but the, the cheap running backs, you know, all were really good too. And, you know, the expensive receivers were huge. I mean, Justin Jefferson was huge. You talked about George Kittle was huge. Like, there's a lot of – and you didn't even use Jefferson in your really good lineup. But, I mean, it's just – it was a lot of ways where even though Taylor was good and is good and is great – 
um, you know, there were uh, the, the, the ideal builds were probably without him, which is really interesting. Yeah. How expensive he was. Yeah. And a, a lot of people that use Taylor, I assume used Foster Moreau or a cheap tight end. And yep. basically all of the cheap tight ends busted. Um, so yeah, it worked out nicely. Uh, hopefully we can continue this week. Yeah, I'm glad we did the I'm glad we did the um, fading Foster Moreau segment last week because it actually uh, worked out well. Moreau yeah. did not, Moreau did nothing, and the guys we talked about. I think we talked about Logan Thomas, George Kittle. Uh, obviously, Kittle was huge, so it was uh, it was. Fun. Don't mention so, the guys that I that I uh, recommend. I don't, I don't. I actually don't remember who it was, so that, okay, that works good. out even better. It's perfect. But hey, all that matters is you played Kittle. You were gonna you were gonna mention Kittle. I just happened to take him first, so it's not the not that I not that I had him and you did. We both had him on our list. It was just that uh, I happened to mention first, as you know, he's on the Forty right. ers so I gave him a little bit of a, a little bit of special treatment there. But um, one question before we start, I want to ask you: Like, we came off this Buffalo New England game on Monday night that was an absolute fantasy disaster with the wind and the rain how do you we're at the time of the year where weather becomes a factor um i am one who doesn't really stress about weather too much you know there's so many games like in the snow that end up you know high scoring or raining a little bit um the one factor i do look at is anything extreme or anything with wind like last la- the, the the buffalo New England game like we saw clips you know an hour before the game of nick full kicking balls into the into the wind that like literally were like stopping and going to the right like it was crazy how much the wind was do you uh do you when you're you know kind of tweaking and, and making some lineups on sunday morning how much do you factor uh weather and how extreme does that to be for you like actually impact your lineup um well that monday night game definitely taught me a little bit of a lesson um i'm i think i'm like you for the most part in that i don't normally factor in weather i think wind is the most important yeah. thing to consider because it affects the passing game so much yeah. i mean I did not do too well in that showdown because I didn't factor the weather uh, enough. So uh, you're yeah. you're, play, you're playing with house money on that one after the big Sunday. Anyway, you kind of owed us. You owed, you owed the rest of us giving a little bit back. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was disappointed in myself too for that though. The the wind is something that's important to monitor. Snow too, but like you mentioned, snow can lead to some high scoring games. So the one thing I I'll do is just make sure that the quarterbacks I'm rostering and the receivers and the passing stacks that, you know, it's not crazy windy like that, but other than that, I don't look too much into weather. And obviously the showdown, you know, you can't avoid it. You can change your strategy, but you can't not play the game, but in a, in a 11 game slate, you know, you can just like, you know, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to push that one to the side. But for me, I I agree. It's extreme wind. Um, it's extreme weather. So like, uh, and, and wind is obviously the worst for passing games. You know, running games can be good in the wind. We saw that, you know, England ran the ball for a ton of yards against Buffalo. But um, yeah, for me too, it's it's extremes. I, I think to tend to people that uh, people tend to overreact to some of that. But we saw that game, uh, like the total drop, like seven and a half points. So that's like, that's like real people in Vegas betting a lot of money and it's moving a lot of lines. So that, uh, that was one that I, you know, I probably would have taken some, some action on if it was a big slate. But for me, it's important to know because we're in, we're in December. These last four or five weeks are weeks that we are going to, going to get some weather games or to get some snow but it's, it's one of those things that i don't worry about it on friday when we're talking but on sunday morning uh you know i'm watching the i, I i'm an nfl network person on the on the pregame shows but i'll watch that and i'll watch look at the weather report so uh for me it's a sunday morning thing and it's an extreme thing yeah uh, that's a good point though and uh if those wind games are going to have so much impact on the passing game like we saw that's a boost to those running games so yeah. keep keep that in mind too if if some of if we get some weather like that um and is yeah i mean just if if the pat if teams aren't gonna be able to pass uh target their running backs um i'll never i'll never forget like it, it was 100 years ago but it was like before we had really had the great twitter info and stuff there was a game where uh ryan leaf was in kansas city 
and it was just an absolute monsoon. And I remember, yeah, I, I kind of paid attention to them, but I was, you know, played fantasy a little more casually. And uh, I remember turning the game on, and like one second in, I'm like, oh, this game is done. Like, there's no. just no way. And, and I, I think Leaf threw for four yards. Yeah, uh, totally. It was like one for 13 for us. I have to look it up, but it was like that's exactly. What that's what exactly how I felt on yeah. Monday. I mean, yeah. uh, just the first couple of plays of that game, I just instantly knew I was done. You know, yeah. When you knew that Mac Jones is going to throw three passes, you're like, yeah, uh-huh. it's bad. So. But let's uh, let's jump into this week. Uh, let's see. It's an interesting week in terms of um, over unders and totals. We do have uh, eleven games on the Sunday slate that we'll be talking about. Eleven early, four late. Uh, prime time. We saw Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Kind of a weird, crazy game. Dalvin Cook went nuts last night. Uh, we have that was last night with Chicago at Green Bay Sunday night. The Rams in Arizona, really good game on Monday night. Uh, on by this week, we have the Patriots, Eagles, Colts, and Dolphins. Uh, but I mentioned the totals. Uh, I've never seen a week – I haven't seen a week like this in a while at least where there is one game that is five points higher than any other game. It's not like we have a 60-point game where it's like, oh, that's an outlier. We had a few weeks ago, I think it was Kansas City and someone that was like 58 and nothing else was close. But uh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay is 53-and-a-half. There is not another game over 48 and a half. I, I can't remember a week. You know, we talked about – we talked about a couple times this year where it's barely over, barely over. But – uh, never a week where there's a 1.5 higher, nothing else higher than 48 and a half. Um, in the 47, 48 range, we have Dallas and Washington. We have the 49ers and the Bengals. We have the uh, Raiders and the Chiefs. We're going to do a quick segment on which of those games we like, uh, like most in a little bit here, but, um, weird week. And then there's seven, the other seven games are all under 43 and a half. So it's not usually we they have a lot of games that sit in that like 43 to 47 range that we don't talk about or highlight, um, Everything this week is either 48, 47 and a half and over or 43 and a half and under. There's nothing in the middle. Um, it's going to be a week where it's going to be hard to find, uh, hard to find stack games and then uh, piecing together which like, you know, one-offs you want from the lower games being pretty important. Yeah, that disparity in totals, you know, it's going to lead to the Tampa-Buffalo game being very popular. Yeah. It, ha- it are- has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, the two teams that uh, – People already like rostering for DFS. There's a lot of good plays on both sides and, you know, just such a higher total than the rest of the games. Yeah, it's going to be very popular. Um, but, yeah, there's there's ways to get different, and there's some other games that are okay too. Um, like you said, we'll mention a couple stacks later. But, yeah, I think just, just the important thing to know is that that Tampa-Buffalo game is going to be very popular. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And real quick on the low games, we have uh, the Saints and the Jets. The um, Jaguars at Tennessee uh, Jaguar games are 10 and two to the under so far this year, which is, you know, usually Vegas adapts to that and adjusts and 10 to two in the under is, is a pretty extreme mark this deep in the season. Uh, Baltimore Cleveland's 42 and a half Atlanta Carolina's 42 and a half Seattle and Houston, like teams that used to score some points, 41 and a half Seattle games uh, average 40.7 points. Houston games average 40.6, both bottom five in the league. Crazy what's happened to the, the Seahawks this year. Although they they did beat my Niners last week in a high scoring game, so I uh, I uh, we we kind of figured that they were going to step up at some point. And they kind of did. Although the Niners made a lot of mistakes to help them out too. Detroit and Denver forty two. The Giants and and Chargers of forty two and a half. Um, are there any games you're like, oh, that's the ugliest thing? Or I'm just throwing it out. Are you kind of looking at all these games? How do you deal with these lower games, kind of general strategy wise? Um, <clears throat> I try to throw as many out as I can. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like. Yeah, I mean they're like Saints and Jets. Like you got you got Alvin Kamara. We'll talk about him, but like maybe some Elijah Moore. But like I look at that game, I kind of study and break it down. I'm like, it's pretty quick to know. There's like maybe one or two plays and move on. Yeah, um, funny. I I kind of like that game maybe a little bit more well, than there you the go. other ones. Beautiful, um, it makes it fun. But That's it's good. it's really it's really only because of uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, if yeah. you want to play him, which we'll get into. We but will. Yeah, like 
Jags, Titans, uh, Lions, Broncos, uh, Panthers, Falcons even. I mean, with the exception of maybe one or two guys from each of those games, they just look bad. Even Baltimore, Cleveland, even with, with ex- the exception of one or two guys. So I think you can sort of get rid of a lot of these games and then uh, pick what you like from the remaining. Yeah, a lot of them I, I obviously automatically threw out any kind of stacking ideas, but there are like one or two plays that, that I picked out. So we'll uh, we will get into that. Um, let's talk about who we think is going to be, uh, you know, popular this week. Uh, we'll start at quarterback. Uh, you know, who's going to be highly, uh, highly rostered in a lot of cash lineups, that sort of thing. Um, it's kind of tough at the top. I kind of think that Josh Allen and Mahomes are going to be the two highest among the top guys, but there are a couple of cheap guys. I think we're going to spread this, per, you know, this this uh, roster ship out. Um, Allen's coming off the debacle in the wind. We kind of touched on that. Just to, you know, I think it was like fourteen to thirty for one hundred thirty-eight yards or something like that, right in there. Um, the nice thing with Allen this week, they're playing Tampa Bay. We usually we see when people play at Tampa Bay, they do not try and run the ball very much. So you got to like the fact in Buffalo. Uh, you know, throws the ball a lot as it is. Uh, none of their running backs are really looking great. They don't have a guy you're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna get him 18 touches no matter what. Anyway, um, he has struggled against the blitz a little bit this year. Um, Tampa Bay blitzes a lot, so maybe that could be a little bit of a factor. But uh, what do you think happens to the top at quarterback? Do you think it's pretty spread out? Do you think we see a lot of Allen and Mahomes? And Mahomes has obviously been really bad in five or six weeks, but the one good game was against the Raiders. It was 406 yards, five touchdowns, and that's who he plays this week. Yeah, I think for cash games, uh, Josh Allen will be the most popular at the top. It's just it's such a good matchup against Tampa Bay. You mentioned that they're not really going to run the ball. Um, Yeah, Tampa blitzes a lot, but uh, it should help Allen's rushing yards a little. And the passing is just it's just like it's like it's like the nut spot for for Josh Allen and the Bills because they sort of have to pass. It's going to be high scoring. Uh, You know, they're coming off sort of a disaster on Monday night. And you, you uh, like so you, you like the chances they're not going to get up 24 to 3 and stop passing to. It just kind of all it kind of all works out. Yeah, it it kind of all fits. So I like Allen at the top. Um sure, you know, you could go to Mahomes. I was going to say talk to me about Mahomes. How how are you I mean it's it's been really rough for 5 or 6 weeks and like not rough for Patrick Mahomes, like rough for any quarterback. I mean, he has like three games with no touchdowns, a couple with one each. Like how much do you factor in that Raiders game in the same matchup here when you're considering what you do with him. Um, yeah, I factor that in. And I also, I'm still higher on Mahomes than I think the, the public, at least from what I've been seeing. I think, uh, I think Mahomes is a great tournament play this week because I think Allen will be more popular. Brady will probably be more popular too. You know, even down the list, Herbert might be more popular. And then, you know, we have a cheap guy, uh, Taysom Hill as well. But yeah, back to Mahomes. Um, I still believe in Mahomes. I think, uh, you know, when, when you crush a team like they crush the Raiders, uh, I don't know. I believe in those good feelings, you know, the, the, the good mojo, you know, the, they're positive. You know, they just they just crushed this team. You know, let's do it again now at home. Um, you know, Mahomes is still an elite quarterback. He, he's he's got to they got to want to prove some people wrong or at least uh, if they don't care about other what anyone else thinks, they've got to just they need to write the ship and uh, it it should be a good spot. I don't know. Yeah. So, so I like Mahomes. I don't know. What, what do you think? It's tough, right? Cause I mean, when we talked about them playing the Raiders, we talked about the fact that the Raiders don't play this like umbrella cover to a lot of teams have been playing against Mahomes to frustrate him and kind of make it. So, you know, Tyreek Hill's a dot is like way down and, and, and Kelsey just getting short passes. So I don't know if the Raiders will 
stick with that off. I mean, obviously they got killed in that game. So like, you got to think they adjust a little bit, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how the Raiders are going to come out. I tend to think that uh, I agree with you. I think Mahomes is a really intriguing tournament, uh, tournament play this week, just because there are other options to be more popular and he's Patrick Mahomes still. I mean, it, we can keep saying that at some point, you know, it's, it's been rough for six weeks here, but uh, I, I kind of like him as a tournament play. Uh, play yeah. Also there. Yeah. When we talk, um, when we talk about some game stacks, I'll mention a little more about why I like, why I like oh, beautiful. Side of that game. Good. Um, good. Uh, good tease right there. I like that. Um, yeah, so- what about, what about the cheap guy? I mean, we, I think, you know, Taysom Hill sticks out a lot this week at 5,600. I mean, he is, what is that? 2,200 less than Allen, uh, 2,400 less than Mahomes. Uh, I guess that the issue with Hill is, I mean, he was really good last week from a fancy angle. He was not good NFL wise. He had four interceptions, but ran for over hundred yards, had 264 yards passing two touchdowns. Everything you want from a fantasy running quarterback. He did injure his finger, though. He kind of has the similar injury that Russell Wilson had. Russell Wilson had surgery. Um, everything Sean Payton has said is that Hill's going to try and play through it. Um, he was 19 to 41 last week. I think it affects his accuracy, and he's not a guy who's accurate to begin with. So that's a problem. But if he's going to play, he's playing against the Jets. The Jets, uh, you know, past is brutal. Everything about the Jets is brutal. Great matchup. And, you know, you got to think that Hill's going to run the ball 101 yards rushing last week. Um, do you think Hill's the most popular quarterback? I, I kind of think that uh, 5600, if he, as long as he's starting, I kind of think he, he. I mean, Allen might get close, but at that price, I think Hill's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I think Hill's the most popular quarterback, uh, definitely in cash games. I plan on rostering him in cash games. Um, yeah, regardless of what you think about Taysom Hill, uh, the real, I guess, selling point for this week is a matchup against the Jets. Yeah. yeah, he struggled against the Cowboys last week. The Cowboys and Jets are two very different matchups. Uh, we saw what Gardner Minshew did to the Jets last week. Uh, they can't yep. stop anybody. They can't stop the running game. Uh, 5,600. Yeah, it's just, it's too good to pass up for cash games. Um, now, I will say, you know, if we get some crazy cheap value at running back and receiver, which we might, um, now that might uh, just give you enough money to get to Allen. So yeah. you can do that if you want. Like you need to evaluate how how good those cheap plays are. Um, and it, if you're forcing, don't force them in, but if they're actually worthy cash plays on their own, then you could get up to Allen. Um, but I'm going to start with Taysom. I'm probably just going to play Taysom. It's just, it's just such a good matchup. If it was, if they were playing against a, a tougher team, uh, you could make an argument to fade them, but it's just too good of a spot. It is. Um, do you, in a tournament, would you think about pivoting to Cam Newton at $5,100 or is it last week's awful game uh, take you fully off him? I know that both of us are not Cam guys. He was really good. I think it was three weeks ago before their bye. Really bad in the last game, and then they had the bye last week. Um, do you entertain that at all, 5,400, or are you just like, yeah, there's no way I can play him over Taysom? Yeah. I mean, like you said, we're not cam guys. I'm not a cam guy. So, and I, I I think, I I think there's a, I think there's a leash this week too. I think he could struggle early and get yanked, which I just is scary as hell playing a quarterback. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I told some of my friends last week that I'd never roster cam Newton again in DFS. So (laughs) at least for, at least for now, I'm going to stick with that. Um, yeah, I'll just go taste some. If, If I wanted to pivot, I'd go to one of these other cheap guys. I mean, Joe Burrow's only $400 more. Um, Taylor Heineke, you know, is $100 cheaper. So, yeah, no cam for me. I mean, what do you think? 
I, I fully agree. I mean, with, with Taysom right there, it's just hard to do. And uh, you mentioned Burrow. I do like Burrow a lot this week. We'll talk about him when we get to quarterback stacks. But um, at 6,000, I think that's uh, – that. I'd play him all day over Cam. Cam Cam's come off a game where he had 5 of 21. Like, let's just stop. I mean, it, it, he could have two or three rushing touchdowns, and that's the way he gets there. But, like, I'm not I'm not betting on or counting on that at all. Yeah, that, that was an embarrassing performance from Cam. It was, actually. It was, really, um, it was really bad. I will say, if you're a Cam guy – uh, a home matchup against the Falcons yeah. is a good spot. So if you if you want to take a chance, it's you know I understand it. Yeah, it is. It is a very good matchup. It's the only reason I really brought him up. If it wasn't a bad matchup, I wouldn't even consider him. But against Atlanta uh, at home is 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 a good spot. Um, running backs interesting this week. Uh, I want to. I'm going to save the like most of the expensive running backs for. Uh, we're talking about a little bit. We talk about tournaments, but among the expensive ones, um, I guess the one that I think is the most popular is probably Austin Eckler, eight three hundred. Um, with Keenan Allen, uh, very like I think he's actually he was tested positive I think, for COVID, so I think he's actually going to be out this week. Um, I think that really helps Eckler more than anyone. Uh, you know, Allen is the you know emergency short pass guy. I'm, I'm scrambling. I'm going to hit Keenan Allen at 400 miles an hour. That touchdown he caught last week was insane. By the way, it was he threw Herbert threw that so hard. Um, but I think at 8300, he's going to be the most expensive or the most popular of these expensive guys. Um, you know, the Giants are averaging four and a half yards per carry. Um, you know. Eckler's targets last four weeks are six, seven, eight, five. He has 17 catches the last three games. Um, it's easy to see with no Keenan Allen that Eckler's maybe the guy that really racks up a ton of the short passes. Yeah. Um, you said it. Don't have too much to add. Without Ke- without Keenan, that's a big bump to Eckler. Um, yeah. We already don't have, you know, we don't have the Jonathan Taylors, obviously no Christian McCaffrey. You know, Eckler's the most expensive, quote unquote, top, top back on the slate. And, yeah, he'll be the most popular because of Allen being out. And I think it makes sense. He looks like the best play without uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, and I do want to get those uh, 7,000 running backs here in a little bit. I'm going to do that in a little bit. Um, in terms of the cheaper running backs, we've got uh, – we have Antonio Gibson last week you mentioned was in your lineup and Chalky and, and came through. He had uh, – 88 yards rushing, five catches, and a receiving touchdown. Um, Javante Williams, who was huge last week against Kansas City. Um, I think Melvin Gordon's going to play, which obviously mucks that up a good amount. Obviously, if, if Gordon wasn't playing or it had a setback, like Javante's the biggest slam dunk on the whole slate at 5,900. But uh, uh, who do you like in this range? Uh, is it Gibson? Is it Williams? Is there somebody else that you think is going to be really popular in these uh, this kind of mid-range or cheap? Where do you fall on running back this week in terms of uh, who's going to be uh, in a lot of cash lineups? Okay. Um the first thing I think is running backs. Uh, it's a lot different than it was last week. Last yeah. week you had a lot of just like can't miss options, just great prices, great spots. We don't necessarily have that this week. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, if something happened to Melvin Gordon, uh, Javante would be the top play on the slate, the most popular running back. Um, but with Gordon expected to play. Yeah. I don't think so anymore. Um, I, so, my question was going to be, can you still play him with Gordon at 5,900 against Detroit? I mean, like an awesome matchup. If Gordon's active, do you consider him still? Or you're like, yeah, it's just too much of a split. Um, I think because of the matchup, you can consider it for tournaments. I, w- I, I think it's too risky for cash games, um, but it, I think it's a good tournament option. Cash in that range, I think Gibson's probably still my favorite. Uh, now, he definitely if, – if McKissick was out – the McKissick news is kind of important. Uh, if McKissick's out again, Gibson is definitely the best play in that range. He's still a good play at that price, um, even if McKissick plays. Uh, it's – okay, so be, besides him, I think Josh Jacobs is in a good spot. Um, the Raiders are – 
they're missing Kenyon Drake now. They're missing Jalen Richard. Uh, they're going to have to pass. Uh, and Jacobs had nine catches on nine targets last week. Uh, 6,200 is a good price. So um, I don't mind going to Josh Jacobs. Um, I have uh, I've never timed Josh Jacobs correctly in like three years. Yeah. You know, I, I'm It's just one of those guys for me that like when I play him, he doesn't do well. When I don't, he does well. I, I, I have a hard time uh, timing him. I don't think he's a great running back, but you're right. Nine catches last week without Drake. Like that says a lot right there. You know, I'm with you though. I'm, I've been under, I've been under uh, on Jacobs. I don't know for a while, for a, for a long time, since I can remember, I don't really get him right either. I don't roster him much. I can't the, really remember. The snaps are, snap, snap counts way up the last couple of weeks, though. They're using him a, a lot more. He's on the field a lot more than he was. Uh, he, like he's played 57, 50 snaps the last two weeks, and he was like as hot. He was over 40 once or twice all last or all uh, all year prior to that. So he is on the field a lot more. You make you make some good points on him. Yeah, like it's we look for guys being out, and uh, you know it helps him that both Drake and Rashad are out. It would help him even if Darren Waller's out again. I mean, it, these are all things that will lead to more playing time, more targets, more touches uh, for Jacobs. So, yeah, that's why I'm okay with it this week. I'd still probably prefer Gibson, but I think those are my favorite two in that range. I don't know. Who who do you like? I mean, like running back's tough this week. It is. I mean, I, Gibbs, Gibson and Williams were the two are like, you know, if things break right, like they're insanely popular. But, you know, you have to figure out what, what do you do if you can play them, if, if McKissick and uh, Melvin Gordon play. With McKissick, it's tough because what boosted up Gibson the last few weeks are those catches. Like he had six more, I think he had six more targets last week. Yeah. I mean, that's a great sign. And he scored the receiving touchdown. He had five catches. Like, though, I mean, we talked about it. He, he looked good. And he was 23 for 88. But like without the receiving, Gibson just kind of okay. I mean, it's eight and a half points. Like, that's not going to be good for you in fantasy. I mean, it's fine NFL-wise with 90 yards rushing. But, you know, that extra, what is that, 7.3, 13.3 just on receiving. So you add that up, and all of a sudden he's a 20-point guy. So that was those receiving yards are big. And if McKissick plays, like, he always sucks those up. So um, I really like Gibson this week, too, except I just, I'm worried about McKissick. If he plays, um, I think I might shift to somewhere else. But I think that game is going to be high scoring. Um, I think that's going to be one of those ones that uh, you know gets over the number. So I do like that, but I think it's pretty spread out. We're going to talk about the the $7,000 running backs in a second here. Like, I think maybe finding someone in there might be important. But uh, you're right. It's not quite as slammed. Like, and last week, you mentioned the three guys in your lineup. We also had Jamal Williams, who was, who was popular at 5,400. It was in there, too. Uh, Eli Mitchell, you mentioned you had. Like, there was a lot of guys in that range. Just, yeah, people even rostered, you know, James Conner. Um, yeah, even, that's right. Even, and David Montgomery ended up being the best yeah, player in that range. That's right. Um, so that's uh, we just said that's six guys in the five like five thousand to six thousand that not only were popular but did pretty well. I mean, Jamal Williams didn't score, so he wasn't as good as the other guys. But um, those are all guys that were really like you mentioned, really good spots, and we just don't have that uh, quite as much this week. So um, let's jump into who we think should be popular receiver. But first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire: it's making good decisions, even more so making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. You want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's, Di- WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your head at back around. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. 
WinBet is currently offering a, all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, so, uh, so Ryan, we got uh, receivers here. I think receivers, uh, another spot that I don't think there's a lot of popular guys. The one guy that jumps out to me is like going to be in a ton of lineups is Mike Williams at 6,000. Now there is still some up there. He's on the, um, close contact list due to Keenan Allen testing positive. And he, and I think Jalen Guyton were around him. So they're on the, but I, it sounds like I read up on it last night. It sounds like Williams, they think Williams and Guyton are going to play. Allen's probably not going to play. Um, Williams bounced back last week. He had been you know, great early, then quiet five for one ten in your uh, in your big winning lineup last week on seven targets. Um, at six thousand, I think that uh, you know if Allen doesn't play, he's got to be far and away the most popular guy. Yeah, I agree, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, if he six thousand for the number one receiver on the Chargers, uh, yeah, it's a great spot. And you know the thing about Mike Williams, he just needs the targets, and and without Keenan. Uh, he will get them. So sure. yeah, I think I think Mike Williams will be the most popular, assuming Keenan's out. Um, looking looking elsewhere. I was gonna yeah, say, is there anybody else you think is gonna be really popular? Because like Williams stuck out to me, and then it kind of all blends together after that for me. Yeah, it does kind of all blend together. Uh, there there isn't like anyone that's jumping out for cash games. I think uh, I think people are gonna go to Hunter Renfro. Um, he's just, he's been crushing and, and the matchup, uh, is pretty good against KC. They should have to throw, you know, they have a lot of injuries to running backs and receivers. He's just been so consistent. So yeah. I think like that's a good cash game option. I also think, uh, Elijah Moore is a decent option. Um, and Brandon Ayuk also in that range. He, he let a lot of people down last week. That's if, if Debo Samuel is out. If, I was going uh, to say, if, if that, that's got to be a no Debo thing, but if he it's doesn't. All, it's only a no Debo thing or else I won't even consider him. Um, but if Debo is not uh, playing, I think you can go back to Ayuk. Um, I think people will, the Tampa Bay wide receivers, uh, I think they'll be popular. Uh, Godwin, after he just crushed last week, I think 15 catches, Ooh, that was uh, crazy. 17 targets. Yeah. And then uh, even Mike Williams, or sorry, Mike Evans, uh, for 500 cheaper, uh, double-digit targets again, great game environment, and uh, Buffalo without Tredavious White, who yeah. they would use to stop Mike Williams or at least cover Mike Williams. So Mike, Mike Evans. 
Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Sorry. So yeah, it's a good spot for it's a good spot for Mike Evans. Uh, what do you think? I don't know who who's who's standing out for you. Yeah, I, I got a bunch of tournament plays that we'll talk about, but like you know, popularity cash I think I think you're right. I think it's gonna be I think it'll probably be Godwin just coming off 17 targets. It's hard to ignore. And then Renfro was the other guy on my list, like kind of next to Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is more popular, but um, you're right. The game where the Raiders are gonna have to throw against Kansas City, you, you could see a lot of like you know quick seven yard passes to Renfro. The, the targets are gonna be there. You know, with Renfro, you gotta hope that maybe he gets loose and gets one for 30 yards and gets something like last two weeks he has over 100 yards. Or you know they they run that play in the end zone like kind of the kind of the Clemson touchdown play where he he runs that uh, little route to the to the pylon so um, yeah I think it's sixty one hundred I think Renfro also I think the top guys are going to be pretty spread out we're going to talk about them when we talk about some some stacks here but uh, I agree with you I think it's uh, Renfro and the Tampa Bay guys behind uh, Williams but I think Williams uh, stands out to me as like if you want to like you know chart value for price all that kind of stuff like he sticks way way out this week Yep I agree. At tight end, real quick, we're going to talk about tight ends later, but at tight end, do you think that uh, you think it's Gronk here at 6,000? This is going to be more popular. I, I think that at 1,400 less than Kelsey, 900 less than Kittle, um, you know, whenever he plays, like we've seen, we talked about it week after week, whenever he plays, the targets are there, like 8, 10, and 8 the last uh, three games. I think it's either 5 or 6 or 6, 7 games now that when he's been healthy and playing, he's had over 8 targets. Uh, he had two touchdowns last week. It is very clear they get inside the red zone. Bray's like, oh, let me just throw it to Gronk because it's just right there. He's my big target. Uh, Gronk looks a little more athletic than he did earlier in the year. He looks healthy. Um, at 6,000, I, I think he's the most popular. There aren't, uh, you know, we could go back to some Foster Moreau or some cheaper guys this week, but uh, I think Gronk is pretty easily the most popular tight end this week. Yeah. Um, but 6,000 for tight end, you know, people tend to not like to do that. That's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. People really like to pay down at tight end uh, in cat in cash games specifically. Um, and it's not, it's not the 4,400 we talked about two weeks ago where we were like, you know, this is a crazy price for Gronk. Just put him in and forget everybody else. Right. And uh, yeah, he'll be popular. I can still see people you know, not wanting to pay 6,000 for Gronk. Um, yeah. But see tight end stuff this week. So I, I like Kelsey too at the top. Uh, Kittle, Kittle got a, Kittle got a big price hike, but yeah. if Nebo is out uh, again, Kittle's a great play. Um, I think people forget just how damn good Kittle is too. Like mm-hmm. the situation is great without without Debo getting a lot of targets, but like he turned that like what was a fifty yard? He turned that play on himself. Like he had it was like a little sideline route, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a nice twenty yard gainer, and you know a tight end like tiptoeing the sideline and getting fifty yard touchdown. It's like it doesn't happen. It doesn't, you know, you see it with a couple guys, but it's pretty rare. I mean, Kittle's just so elite uh, when, he, when he gets the ball in his hands. Yeah. Like and we, we almost forgot about it too, because it yeah. hasn't happened for so long. You know, he's been dealing with various injuries, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when he, when he's healthy and when he looks like that, it's just, just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Elite tight end. Um, so yeah, I like, I like Kittle if, if Debo's out, this is tough. So, I don't know who's going to be the most popular up there. Maybe it's Gronk. I don't know. It's 6K for Gronk. I still think people aren't going to love that, at least for cash games, for cash games. Yeah. Uh, tournaments will definitely be popular. Um, cheap tight ends, though. Like Foster Moreau, 4K is not cheap. And, like, I, I can't go to Foster Moreau after last week. But um, if if Foster Moreau would have had a decent game last week, people would be playing him this week for 4K. So I don't know, you know, make make of that what you will. Do we get um, any? Do we get any Foster Moreau owes me for last weekend kind of stuff? I think at four thousand, I think people would be over that. I think it was like if he was twenty six hundred again, I think people would go right back to it. Four thousand's a lot. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Four thousand's a lot. Uh, 
Yep, I agree with everything you said. I, uh, it's cheap. I'd go back to the guy you mentioned last week as a as a as a, a pivot in James O'Shaughnessy. Like he was about the same as Murrow last week, but he had a bunch. He had like I think he had six targets again. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, when we had with Dan Arnold, like clearly likes to throw the tight end. You know, Urban Meyer likes to throw the tight end. So we're getting it, it, you're gonna give me targets under three thousand. That's probably where I'd go. You know, you you hope you get a touchdown, but under three thousand, um, O'Shaughnessy kind of stuck out to me as the guy that I'd probably play in there if I was looking to kind of punt tight end. Yeah, um, I'd be okay with O'Shaughnessy. Um, so I think the Ke- Keenan Allen being out should also help Jared Cook and Donald Parham. Um, so I think those are good options, maybe better tournament options uh, yeah. than cash. But I mean, they're they're still so cheap. And if 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 more than Keenan Allen was out, if Keenan Allen and another receiver was out, I would play. I would probably roster Jared Cook in cash. I would expect you know double the targets that he normally sees uh if those guys are out um and pro- probably some more red zone too because they do like to they i mean alan only had two touches for last week you could tell like in short yardage stuff they, they definitely focus on alan so yeah you know getting getting that many targets out of the mix has to just help everybody else yeah and then yeah i agree uh one other cheap guy uh at least as of now this is the guy i like most um and it's austin hooper um Right. So Harrison Bryant's out and Joku's out. Uh, you know, they don't have Odell Beckham. Uh, it's just he should see targets and he's cheap. Um, it's 3,400, so, I think. Yeah, 3,400. I mean, seven targets, five targets, but it's really these other guys being out. They don't have any healthy tight ends and they don't have much at receiver either. It's not like the greatest uh, matchup, but it's not the worst either because Baltimore hasn't been great against tight ends this year. So even though it like might be a slower game and has a low total, that doesn't matter for a $3,400 tight end. I'm just looking for some targets. Um, so yeah, I don't I, mind I, Hooper down there. Um, I, think I, think that makes people, sense. I think people also might consider Gerald Everett because uh, the matchup's good and the targets have been there. Not quite sure how I feel about that. but Had had one of the worst football games I've seen a, uh, a human being play last week. It was crazy. He had two fumbles, one at the goal line, and then he had a touchdown pass. He literally dropped and kicked it up in the air for an interception. Like It was <laughs> it was wild how bad. I mean, he was, he was the Niners MVP last week. He was so mm-hmm. bad in that game. But, like, you know, freaky. It's good to see them using him. He, they handed the ball off to him at the, at the goal line. It was like a little shovel pass. But they gave him the ball. They gave him, like, essentially a run at the goal line and then a pass at the goal line. So, yeah, he was, he was involved and used. He was just bad. But you like to see the usage for sure. Yeah, good matchup against the Texans too. So, yeah. I think that uh, Ricky Seals Jones, if he plays too, is interesting with uh, with Logan Thomas out in a game against the Cowboys. That maybe you know, Washington's probably going to have to score. Um, so I think he's interesting, but I have to see that he's like green light and full go. But he was he was pretty good earlier in the year. He was like really involved and active when when Thomas was out before Seals Jones got hurt too. So that's another one. I think he's thirty six hundred. That's another one that I'd consider down there if I'm looking to get cheap at tight end, but. So we talked about uh, we talked about the Tampa Bay Buffalo game being the highest of the of the games here. So it's, they, it really sticks out. I think it's important this week to try to figure out you know what other game you think might go might go high, might be high scoring. Everybody's gonna there's gonna be a lot of people playing Tampa Buffalo, and you obviously don't want to ignore that game, but you want to get different in a, in a tournament. You want something a little bit different. So let's talk about uh, each of us. What our favorite kind of game we're picking to stack to go over the number um, you know aside of the Tampa Buffalo game. If you're trying to get a little bit different. Um, what game for you is one that you're sticking out to? You're like, if I'm going to avoid Tampa Buffalo in terms of stacking, maybe play some one-offs there. Uh, what game are you attacking this week in terms of you think it's going to over the total and you like some of the players involved? 
Okay, well, there's two There's two that really stick out. I'll just briefly mention the first one and then uh, my favorite one after that. The first okay. one is the uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints. Now, it's not my favorite because obviously it's not a very appealing game with a 43 total or, or whatever it's at now. But the matchup against the Jets is great and the salaries in that game are great. Um, I want to roster Taysom Hill in tournaments. Um, so who do you pair him with, though? Well, you can pair him with Kamara. I don't think that many people will do that, though. One, because he hasn't been uh, great with Kamara, hasn't been great with Taysom um, in the past. Um, So, which receivers? Well, New Orleans waived uh, Kenny Stills and they have Deontay Harris out. So, that, you know, that helps without as many guys to eat up targets. I think little Jordan Humphrey, 3,200, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think Traquan Smith will see the most targets. That'd be okay, too. Um, you also, you don't have to pair Taysom with anyone, and you can yeah. just run it back with a jet. Um, Elijah Moore, um, 12 targets again last week, uh, 11, uh, two weeks before that. Corey Davis on the IR. Uh, Michael Carter on the IR, Tevin Coleman probably out. I mean, just all the targets are going to go to Moore again. So there's a lot of cheap plays in that game on both sides where you could just do a little mini stack and then say, use the rest of the salary to maybe stack the the Bills uh, Tampa game without the quarterbacks. Um, so, so I like that option. Now, as far as my favorite other game to stack, I think it would be the Chiefs Raiders game. Um, so the Chiefs, so I don't think it's going to be that popular this week. Um, and the Chiefs, they play at the third fastest neutral pace in the league. Um, but when they when they have a seven-point lead or more, they play at the fastest pace in the league. And right. they're favored by they're favored by nine and a half in this game. So the Chiefs are a team where if they get up, um, they keep playing fast and they keep throwing the ball. Um, so I like Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, obviously. And then the Raiders, you don't have to, you don't have to like stretch to find good runbacks. They have good plays just on their own in this game. We mentioned Josh Jacobs and Renfro. They both actually stick out at their position. So it just it just makes sense. Um it doesn't feel like you're forcing it. Um and I, I like I like I like rostering the Chiefs when they're not gonna be popular. Um, Cause we know Mahomes has upside in any spot. Uh, we just saw him crush the Raiders. Tyree kill has crushed the Raiders in his last two games. Kelsey went over a hundred last time. Um, you can even use KC running backs. You know, KC, I think was a little worried about the pass rush in that, in that first game uh, against the Raiders. And yeah, Daryl Williams had nine catches for 107 yards in that game. Yeah. Um, they've been throwing to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I think he will could see they could use a similar game plan uh, and throw to the running backs again. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like everything about that game. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's a, that's a good one. I like it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I, I have two that I like also. And they're actually different than yours. So that, that works out really well. But uh, I think the one that I'm really going to attack this week is the Cowboys at Washington. Um, Dak Prescott's priced down a little bit. He's uh, 
you know, been uh, struggling a little bit since uh, since the injury. Maybe like three or five games have been a little bit underneath uh, what we expect. But he's 6,700 this week. I love pairing him with C.D. Lamb. What I like about this game from a stacking aspect is the Cowboys are a mess at running back right now. Uh, Tony Pollard is a game-time decision. Uh, Ezekiel is clearly nowhere near 100%. So while uh, Ezekiel's going to play, Pollard might play. Neither one's going to be at full strength. So I think we had a game where maybe they, they lean a little bit more on Dak to, to throw the ball. Um, Washington football team has been bad against the pass all year, a little bit better lately, but uh, I think that uh, this game may give a little back and forth too. Taylor Heineke and on the Washington side, they, they can score a little bit. Um, I know Dallas's defense is, is pretty good, but I think that we may get a little back and forth. I think this goes over the over the Vegas total, so I do like uh, attacking this game. Uh, I love CeeDee Lamb, 13 targets uh, against New Orleans last week on the Thursday night game after missing a game. He was 7 for 89. Um, you know, Washington gets beat a lot in the slot too, where Lamb lines up a lot now that uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup are back. So I just like the matchup. I think I think you're going to get double-digit targets from CD, and you give me double-digit targets for a guy that talented in a game where Dallas is going to lean on the pass more than usual. I really like I really like the stack. You could play Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, they're both cheaper, 5,900 to 5,500. If I'm going to go with one of them, I'd probably just go Cooper with the how close how close in price they are. Cooper's been a boomer bust. You know, he's in only, only or 70 yards twice this year, but in those games, 139 and two touchdowns, 122 and a touchdown. So when he goes, he goes big. But I'm just going to do it with Lamb. And on the run back, we mentioned uh, we mentioned Antonio Gibson earlier. I think he's very playable on the run back, especially if McKissick does not play. But I think that the way to get uh, different in this is, is you come back with Terry McLaurin, who's overpriced. I think at seven thousand, but uh, I like that from a tournament aspect. You know, I don't think a lot of people are going to just go to him. He's been so up and down. Uh, but I think at seven thousand, I think coming back in this game, if the game does get it back and forth. When McLaurin scores, he goes big. I think he has four games over 100 yards. He's scored in all four of those games. So he's very he's boom or bust, but when he booms, it's actually a real upside boom. So I think this, uh, this game gets over the Vegas number. I like it from both sides. I'm probably going to run it back to McLaurin to be a little bit different from all the Gibson players. Maybe if McKissick plays, that, that changes a little bit. But uh, I like this game a lot. My other one I want to mention real quickly, and I'm going to get into some of the individual players here in a second, but I like Cincinnati and the 49ers to get a little bit uh, spicy. Uh, the 49ers are really banged up at uh, cornerback. Emmanuel Mosley's not playing. They were already bad at corner as it was. Uh, now they're talking about a couple of rookies playing. Maybe uh, maybe Dante Johnson's going to play. They had to take uh, Dominic Lenore out last week. Dominique Lenore out last week. So it's a, it's a mess. I don't think they can cover Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So I think that uh, the interesting thing here is Joe Mixon's questionable his illness. If he doesn't play... I really like stacking this game. I like going, uh, you know, Burrow with either Chase or Higgins coming back with either Ayuk. Uh, if Debo plays, you can come back with Debo. But either Ayuk or Kittle, if Debo doesn't play, I think presents itself a really nice spot to get very different. I don't think a lot of people are going to stack in this game. And if Mixon doesn't play, I think it's a game that I really want to I want to gravitate towards. Yeah, I mean, you sold me on both those. I I, I love those calls. I love uh, I love rostering Dak and CD Lamb when they're not going to be super chalky. Yeah, it's it's a great call, and everyone in that uh, Cincy San Fran game uh, is pretty cheap. Yeah, uh, Jam- Jamar Chase is my favorite uh, receiver play on the whole slate. Yep, uh, th- those are great calls. Yeah, so so we see we have some good options besides uh, the yeah. Tampa Buffalo game, which isn't guaranteed to shoot out. You know, we've seen these. These can't miss spots, miss plenty of times this season. So, yeah, that, those are good options. Yeah, so I think it's it's good this week to try and figure out, you know, where you're going to go besides the obvious game. and something doing, especially in tournaments like you. You're going to want that game that goes, you know, you know, 35-28 that, that, that other people aren't playing while they're playing uh, 
Tampa and Buffalo. So that's uh, that's good stuff there. Um, what about any other um, sneaky stacks? Is there anybody else that you're like, oh, I, I think this is me an really interesting one that's going to you know, maybe one we haven't mentioned. Is there anybody else that you're thinking about, uh, you know, kind of quarterback receiver combos that, uh, that we haven't mentioned yet before we get into individual plays? Yeah, I think all I think only Herbert for me. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, without Keenan, so it, it's a good spot. Like Herbert's still a good price. And without Keenan, it's just easy. You can get sort of a cheaper stack. Uh, and his, his percentage has to go way down if Keenan doesn't play. People are going to be like, I'm not playing him without his number one receiver. I think that he gets really low percentage if, if Keenan doesn't play, assuming Keenan doesn't play. Yeah, I do too. And it just – so like Herbert, Mike Williams, and then either either Jalen Guyton or Josh Palmer. Um, yeah. They just on their own, they look like two of the better, I guess – cheap options uh without keenan there um i would assume that guyton uh sort of picks up or or sees more playing time uh at least gets the starting role but palmer's in play too they like palmer he's a talented uh rookie i think they drafted him i forget either this year or last year but i think he was a third rounder uh he looked good in preseason so yeah i think you can save a lot of salary and have a nice little double stack. I wouldn't necessarily run it back with a giant. You, you don't have to, you can. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would, especially after uh, Herbert did so well for me last week, I would have to make a couple Herbert, Mike Williams, and then, sorry, I didn't even mention the tight ends. Herbert, Mike Williams, and then either Guyton, Cook, Parham, Palmer. I mean, I, I'd probably make multiple stacks uh, to get a few of each of them, honestly. Uh, what yeah, about you? I, I think, yeah. I think that makes sense too. The only other one that I'm looking at, and every time I look at it, I'm like, I can't do it. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I have to, is is Seattle. Um, at Houston, Russell Wilson is 6,600. Uh, you know, he's got Metcalf and Lockett uh, both, you know, priced down for what we've seen in the past. Um, the Houston is bad, but both teams just play so damn slow. And I, I worry that if Seattle gets up, like they're a team that will run the ball, but they don't have any running backs. Like there's nobody they're like going to lean on. So, um, I think if you want to be different in a tournament, like getting a Hall of Fame quarterback like Russ, maybe at, at his absolute uh, nader right now, you know, he's, he's, he's no lower than he is going to be right now. Like he just has not been good since he's been back. Um, he was, you know, he's been okay the last couple of weeks, but nothing that jumped up page like, oh, I finally have to go back to Russ. Um, you know, t- pairing him with one of these talented receivers, I think, uh, I think actually works pretty well in a tournament if you want to be a little different. I think that uh, you know they they took some deep shots to DK last week. You and I talked about that last week. You know, the Niners can't guard him. They missed him on two touchdowns deep. He had a play that he caught and like the two yard line. Like it could have been a massive DK Metcalf game last week. Like a little bit here and there. Like Russ threw him like just out of bounds in the end zone once, and like he was open. Um, Houston cannot guard Metcalf or Lockett. Like I think the matchup's really good. Just the only thing that concerns me is uh, the slow play and maybe if they get up. But I think this is a spot where you know you're going to get big name guys for a, a low percentage, and I always kind of like taking a shot on that. Uh, yeah. Probably won't stack it, but I'll definitely uh, – I'm looking at DK as a one-off. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. You just – yeah, like you said, one of these games, DK is going to go off. I mean – And it should have been last week. It just missed it. So you could tell. We talked about the the squeaky wheel a little bit. Like they just hadn't used him. You could tell they were forcing the ball on him a, lot, hit him, hit him a little bit more last week. Um, I think it's coming. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's such a, such a good salary, such a good matchup. Like you mentioned, no, no uh, running game. I mean, who knows what Pete Carroll's going to do? You know, he, he probably wants That's to sure. yeah. hand it 20 times to Adrian Peterson. But I think maybe there's finally enough outside 
public pressure to get them throwing the ball, at least changing it up a little. You mentioned, yeah, four, they were they started to force it to DK a little. That's got to continue this week, you'd think. They're so they're so frustrated. I mean, I was rooting against them last week. I was against the Niners, but like they had a first and goal. They went. Adrian Peterson run, Adrian Peterson run, shovel pass to Gerald Everett for a fumble. To like that was to ice the game. Like all they had to do was all they needed was points in that drive. They were up seven. All they needed was points to end the game. And the Niners almost came back and tied it. But like I don't know if they're trying to force Peterson. Like he was trying. I think he was trying to break. Uh, he was pass, passing Jim Brown. He tied him earlier in the game. But like it was just so. I like you have Russell Wilson. You have Lockett and Metcalf. Like do something with any of them. Like stop handing it to Adrian Peterson up the middle. It's just oh madness. But uh, I do want to talk about some of the more expensive running backs here. But first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo daily fantasy football becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in site credit. User can, users can take advantage of the free $10 site credit to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features a $1 million in total prizes, including first prize receiving $100,000 and tons of overlay in prizes. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So we talked about Austin Eckler a little bit earlier. We talked about some of the cheaper running backs, kind of the mid-range guys. Uh, what about these seven thousand, uh, you know, dollar receivers? We've got our running backs. Sorry, we have Alvin Kamara at seven hundred. Mixon, if he plays at seven seven hundred, has been really good. Nick Chubb seventy six hundred. Fournette is seventy four hundred. He's obviously been awesome last uh, last few weeks. A lot, a lot of targets uh, in a high scoring game. Uh, what do you think about this range? Or anybody out here that you like? I want to get him in lineups. That you are kind of skipping this range. Where do you fall with these uh, these four or five guys here? Um. I want to get Alvin Kamara in some lineups. That's um, uh, that's that's the one that I like here too. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like he's going to be that popular this week. And, you know, I can understand it. One, because sort of Taysom will be popular instead on the Saints. And two, because, you know, he just hasn't played in a while coming off that injury. But matchup against the Jets is probably the best spot. It's one of the best spots in the league. So, yeah, I really like Kamara. Um and I, and I think with, with Hill so popular, like Kamara just has to be not that popular. It just mm-hmm. kind of has to work that way. I think that, uh, I mean, you mentioned the Jets are allowing 180 total yards a game to running backs, 22 touchdowns of the season. Like this is, I guess my question would be, do you think they feed him? And do you think Taysom throws him the ball? Um, yeah, I kind of do. I think at least more so. So Mark Ingram's out, which is yep. another reason why, it's a boost to Kamara. Another reason why I like Kamara. Um, you know, I, you never like to rely on these coaches. Like, are they going to throw in the ball? <laughs> right. Uh, like, like we were talking about with Pete Carroll, like uh, relying on coaches to do the right thing. Um, but yeah, I think so. I mean, how can you, how, how can you not? Uh, I know he, I think he's only, I should have looked at, I know, I think he's only averaged four targets, uh, in, he had, taste, he had, he had 10, he had 10 catches in the four games last year that Hill started. Ooh, 10 catches in the four games. Yeah, not great. Um, but, but no uh, no Michael Thomas now, too. I mean, I know that is obviously old news, but, like, last year there was Michael Thomas in, the, in a lot of those games. So like, that they don't have a lot of guys to get the ball in the hands of, I guess is my point. That's a good point. That's you know, Michael Thomas is a good point. Yeah, missing him, missing other receivers, missing Ingram. I think he gets more targets, yeah. So I, I'm comfortable with rostering Kamara. And uh, Eckler's going to be more popular above him. And – 
Fournette will probably be more popular below him. Uh, I don't mind Fournette either. Seven catches in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, and uh, they might uh, – Tampa might try to run a little bit more uh, against Buffalo just uh, after after what New England did to Buffalo. Um, so, yeah, I like I like uh, Fournette. Um, I don't know. Who do you like in this range, I guess? There isn't, there isn't My- much – Exactly. The only one I bolded was Kamara. I think that uh, at the price, I don't think it'd be very popular. And I, I do kind of like him this week. I mean, you know, Chubb with, I love Nick Chubb, but with Hunt back, like it's hard to play. I mean, his percentage of touches and snaps, I mean, dropped last week. It was like an automatic boom off the table as soon as, as soon as Hunt came back. And he was, he was really bad against Baltimore last. And that's who they play again this time. I just, I don't think I can get there. I love Nick Chubb, but I don't think I can get there in, in a DFS lineup at that price. 7,600 is expensive. You, you have to be pretty high on him to like that. And, um, you know, Fournette targets last last four weeks, nine, six, eight, and eight. He played 61 snaps like we like they are they are leaning on him. So I, I think that could work. Uh, that could work also. You know, Buffalo's defense is pretty good, although they've they've leaked a little bit, uh, especially in the run side. Like last week, you know, New England lined up and just ran the ball at them for the whole game, like literally the whole game. They had three passes. So I think that works too. But I think Kamara is my favorite guy in the range. Uh, what about expensive receivers? We've talked about a couple of guys. We've got, uh, you know, Tyree Kill up here at 8,500 if you stack with Mahomes, obviously. Uh, Stephon Diggs, we talked about Josh Allen earlier. Diggs is 8,100. Um, you know, he still had seven targets in that game despite the wind. Almost had a touchdown, like just off his hands uh, deep down the sideline. Had a nice comeback, uh, oh, kind of back shoulder throw also that they did complete. So I mean, even a game where the, the wind was against them, he was heavily involved. Um, are these guys just guys you're playing in stacks, or do you, would you consider uh, Hill or, or Diggs as a one-off? You played maybe a like a, t- a cheap uh, Tyson Hill quarterback. Yeah, no, I think you can one-off them. Great in stacks too, obviously. Um, but yeah, just both of them have you know a good chance to be the highest scoring receiver on the slate. Um, so when that's the case, one-off is always okay, especially if you're using a cheaper qb like taysom uh, no, good... uh, no 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 cooper cup on this slate so it kind of opens it up for the other guys because your cooper cup is every week is 100 yards it's crazy right and it, yeah that's a good point though uh no cup so these guys like are the top options and they're, they're good spots too uh it's a good spot for Diggs against tampa who stops the run and gives up uh yards in the passing game uh, buffalo should be passing all game uh so yeah i really like Diggs. uh Tyreek Hill, we sort of talked about. He's he's crushed the Raiders his last two times, uh, coming off a little bit of a down game uh, against Denver, only two catches, and he dropped a couple important passes, I think I remember. Um, so I, I, I like going back to Hill. Um, Hill hasn't topped 100 yards since week four. Is that a crazy stat? Yeah, it's a crazy stat, right? They, I guess teams are really, really uh, – preventing the deep ball against KC and maybe they do that again. So like, you know, that stat, you could make an argument to fade Hill. I mean, I know he still had two touchdowns against the Raiders last, uh, last game. And last game was weird. Like they got up and they kind of did, did go to him, but he had double digit targets in four straight. I know they were, they were, they were not the depth of target where we're normally used to with Hill, but like still you give me double digit targets with Tyreek. Like I think he, I, I like his chances of doing something and breaking one or getting loose in the end zone. Like I just, uh, the, the five targets last week were scary, but it was kind of a game flow, game script kind of thing, and they were, their, their passing game was off. But um, I don't know. You're going to be a ton of targets. It's hard not to like Tyreek Hill. It's just, it's just really expensive. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, real quick, can we, can we just go back to running back for a second? Um, yeah, go for it. We, Elijah Mitchell. Um, now, this this could be important for, for cash games. Do, it seems like he's going to be out. Do you have any, you know, you're a San Fran guy. Do you, do you have any info on that? 
That's a good. That's uh, a good segue because I actually do want to get to mid-range running backs right here. So I had him in the mid-range to talk about. He's sixty-seven hundred, but um, I I don't know. I, it seems like he had the concussion. You know, last week it was weird. He had the concussion. He came back in the game. They cleared him, and then he came in with a came into the locker room on Monday with uh, with uh, a headache. So they put him in concussion protocols. But then he had this knee thing pop up too. So he's uh, he's missing practice for two reasons right now. Um, I tend to think he's not going to play. I want to see what happens today. Say, today's the key day for him and for Debo. Um, yeah. Debo kind of limited practice off to the side yesterday, and then they think he's going to practice today. So I think I think Debo's looking more likely, but, man, they are a mess at running back right now. I mean, they don't have – I mean, uh, Jeff Wilson kind of tweaked his knee a little bit last week. Um, uh, Trey Sermon's out. He's on the IR. Like, it, it's just it's just not a lot there. We're going to talk about one guy. We're talking about cheap running backs that might get in the mix here. But – um, they're kind of a mess at 6700. I, I have a hard time. I, I, even if he comes out in the field, I have a hard time playing Mitchell this week, but it kind of opens right. up if for um, other guys. Um, right. I, it, I just want to, yeah. So it wasn't about Mitchell. Uh, I wouldn't be rostering Mitchell this week. I just wanted to bring it up because whoever gets named the starter, assuming Mitchell is out, uh, is going to be a popular cash play. I've, I've heard like a it's lot Jermi- of it's your Michael Hasty if uh, if he doesn't play, and that's 4,000. Like that's, uh, do you consider that at 4,000? You kind of have to, right? Yeah, I think you kind of you almost have to just lock it in uh, yeah. if Mitchell's out. Uh, one because he's four thousand, and two because you know there's not like smash plays at running back that you're that there's not as much opportunity cost, especially like in the low range. Um, and if you can get a four K running back who's starting and plays for a decent team, a team that likes to run the ball in general, yeah, for cash games, I. He's pretty much a lock if he's the starter. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Mitchell's out in a cash game, you just say 4,000, he's probably just don't even think about it again. A tournament, um, you know, there's obviously downside there. Like they could, they could throw, they could throw the ball. If Debo plays, you know, they could use Debo running back a bunch too. There's a lot of ways they could get a little creative, but uh, 4,000 just sticks out this week a lot. But what else among the, the kind of mid range or cheaper running backs? I mean, we have, we have Saquon Barkley at 6,000 against the Chargers, who we've been, you know, attacking teams to get running backs against the Chargers. But the Chargers have been much better against the run since their bye, like like 3.8 yards per carry since since week eight. So they've been a lot better. And every time I watch Barkley, I just don't get excited to put him in my lineup. Yeah, Scott, we're on the same page. And I'm, I'm glad you brought Barkley up because – uh, he's got a pretty good projection at a few places that I've looked. And I also think he's going to be somewhat popular. Um, look, I get it. The 6k price tag is good. The matchup, I don't know. The matchup is okay. You know, the chargers had been getting killed, uh, on the ground. They've been better of late, but yeah, you know, it worries me. Uh, look, I understand it though. You know, the, uh, it, it's a good price tag and if he's healthy at all, uh, I guess it makes sense, but I, I, I'm kind of off of it. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? I, I am too. Like every time I watch him, it's just like the burst is not there. He's had a couple of plays. You look like, oh, there's there's Saquon. I, I see him now, but I don't know. I just uh, 17 touches each of the last two games, so they're getting him involved. But like he had nine targets last week. You're like, great, but he had six catches for 19 yards. And like whoever they use at quarterback this week, Daniel Jones is not playing. Whether it's Mike Glennon, you know, they're trying to force him back to the cut or Jake Fromm, like. I just don't love anything about this offense this week. And I just, I, I hate getting pieces of offenses that I just, I think could be really, really bad this week. And, you know, he's Saquon, like maybe this is the week that he, he shows he's back to normal, but I, I'm just not doing it. Um, but yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to find guys in this range. We talked about Gibson and uh, Javante Williams. We got Jamal Williams is back. Uh, you know, if, if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, 
Um, he was 17 to 71 last week, only one target, which is a point. I think we, we hope to get uh, four or five targets for him out of the passing game. Um, Devonte Freeman at, at Cleveland is 5,700. Like he, he has to carry. He's a lot of carries recently, 16, 16 and 14 last week, but like not a lot of yards. So it's hard to get excited about Devonte Freeman. He's not explosive. He probably needs to score to work. Um, Dante Foreman against uh, Jacksonville. Look, the matchup's great. If like you told me that Tennessee would be just former would be the guy, like I'd love that. But Dante Hilliard's there. Jeremy Nichols is back too. But um, you know, Foreman was 19 for 109 against New England last last game they played. And that was in week 12. They had a bye last week, but only 31 snaps. But when he was in, they gave him the ball against Jacksonville. Like talk about great matchup, great game script. Uh, you know, Jacksonville's struggling against running backs lately. I mean, Sony Michelle had 121 yards against him last week. Like that tells you all you need to know right there. Cordell Patterson was 16 for 108, two touchdowns the week before that. Like Jacksonville is a spot that you want to attack. It's just, I, I wish I had a little more faith in, you know, Foreman being the guy. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, uh, the, the range doesn't look great. So Foreman kind of stands out a little, like yeah. at least in that, that low 5k range, it's where I want to go, where I would go, I guess. Uh, the, the 19 carries for 109 yards at New England is that's encouraging. Um, yeah. And the matchup's great. Yeah. Everything you said, I agree with. Um, it just a, a little going up a little higher um, and sort of talking about Saquon again. But, you know, Glennon starts and Glennon might not start. It might be Jake Fromm. Like yep. they're, they're almost surely going to be down 10 plus points by the half. I mean, so you're hoping that, for you're hoping for ten targets again. Is what you're hoping for? Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to be hoping for that though. So like, yeah, that kind of takes me off Saquon, and I'd rather, I would rather roster Javante Williams even with Melvin Gordon playing than Saquon. Yeah, me me too. I think the matchup's great. He's great. So you got that. I mean, I just think that with uh, with Antonio Gibson, with Josh Jacobs, with Javante Williams, I think those are the guys in this range. Um, you know, James Robinson's 5,800, but like, man, it's a mess. He looks like banged up and he kind of got benched last week. He went on the, a radio show and pretty much said, yeah, I don't know what's going on. They put it back in the game when it was already a blowout late against, like, I don't know what they're doing there. I don't, I don't want to trust that offense at all, really. So, um, yeah, I think that the, the guys we mentioned are probably the most popular. And then, you know, maybe you get some Devontae Freeman in here, but Michael Hasty at 4,000 would be the guy that, that sticks out if, if Mitchell doesn't play. But uh, real quick, we've got a little bit long, but let's, uh, let's talk about some of the mid range uh, wide receivers. Um, but uh, first a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today to get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. Number one, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Second, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% bonus up to $100. And then third, play in your first paid contest, and then you'll receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. So we mentioned a little bit about mid-range receivers. I love Jamar Chase this week. Um, I don't think the Niners can cover him at 6,900. Um, we talk, Everybody's talking about the drop 70-yard touchdown. Like, if he catches that, it's a huge week. Jamar Chase is back. Now we're talking about the fact that Jamar Chase can't catch the ball again. Um, I love it this week. I don't think they can cover him. I think T. Higgins, 6,400, works really well, too. He's priced up, but, I mean, he's been really good for the last couple of weeks. They, they, Burrow has been uh, focusing in on him a lot. Um, so I like those two. The other one I like it here, I really like Marquise Brown at 6,300. The price is down even a little bit more from last week. Um, 
the, the Baltimore offense has not looked great, and especially against Cleveland. I mean, they're playing them again. Lamar had four interceptions against them last game. But, you know, seven targets last week. Uh, you know, I, his A dot has dropped as Lamar's gotten more pressure. Like, they, they're really – teams are figuring out you blitz Lamar, and he kind of he kind of is not the same guy at throwing and running that he is uh, when you don't blitz him. I just love the targets. I love that uh, the price tag on, on Marquise Brown. I like the fact that 6,300, you get a lot of targets. You always have some upside built in with him. So those are uh, those are three guys in this range that I do really like. Uh, what about you in this uh, kind of mid-receiver range here? Hmm. Yeah, I really like those Cincinnati guys for all the reasons you said, uh, especially Chase. And then Higgins because no one's going to roster Higgins uh, because of that salary increase. I mean, no one rostered him at 5,800 last week. He was like yeah. 6%. I, I got him at 6% on that. Uh, tournament lineup that I had, and now that he's 64, uh, with you a must, question. Uh, you play. must have loved the jumping up touchdown catch. That was a great catch. Was oh, great that was play. great. Yeah, 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 that was awesome. Um, so yeah, the, uh, we m- mentioned a few guys uh, a yeah. little cheaper, like uh, uh, Elijah Moore. I think is okay. Um, Ayuk if Debo's out, and then like a little bit cheaper. Um, you know, I know people have different feelings about this guy, but I'm okay taking a shot on Jarvis Landry. Uh, 10 targets last game, 111 yards, coming off a bye. And it's just because they have no one, else, no one else to throw to. I mentioned that I like Hooper. Their tight ends are out. Uh, you know, Landry's the number one wide receiver. So I'm okay going there. Um, I'm interested to get your thoughts, but Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders will be somewhat popular in tournaments just because of that game environment. I yep. I don't know how I feel. I think I'd rather I'd rather go to Beasley than Sanders. I guess I get both guys, but I, like I'm not in love with it. I don't know. What do you think about sort of lower down in this range? There's a there's a couple of names I do really like. Um, Beasley, I, it's five he's five thousand. I just. Uh, he's just he's just not exciting, but the uh, well, slot receivers do do better against Tampa Bay than the, the outside guys. So I, I can see if I had to pick one, it'd probably be easy. He only has one touchdown all year. It's just it's hard to get super excited, and you know, Allen runs a lot of touchdowns in. So um, you know, it, it's so digs centric, and even Dawson Knox in the red zone gets some looks. It's just hard to. Uh, if I had to go someone, I'd go Beasley. But the guys that I like in here, you mentioned Landry. I'm one that always shies away from him a little bit. You know, you're not that explosive. He has one receiving touchdown, or he hasn't scored the receiving touchdown all year. He has two rushing touchdowns, but he was six of ele- six for one eleven and ten targets last week against Baltimore. And the key for me is that Marlon Humphrey got hurt and he's out. Like the, the Ravens' defense is really banged up. Like they went for two last week against Pittsburgh because their defense was so banged up and they couldn't stop Roethlisberger in the fourth quarter. Like couldn't stop Roethlisberger is not something we've heard very many times this year. They just they were giving like seven, over seven yards of play in the fourth quarter. Like their defense is banged up right now. They are a team that will they will rally. Harbaugh will get them going, but. They just can't stop. It's hard for them to stop guys when you, when you have so many injuries. So I think Landry at 5,400 works, clear number one receiver. The other guy that I have a, a really good feel on this week is 5,600. I mean, playing him is Jerry Judy. Um, with When Denver has their three receivers available, like he seems like he's the guy that gets the most attention. Like They definitely spread out a little more. Cortland Sutton's like falling off the face of the earth since, uh, since Judy's been back. But Judy had six targets last week. He's been back for four games. Um, he had six, six catches in two of those games. He had over 65 yards twice in those games. Um, Bridgewater's bad. I don't, I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think he's a guy that you really want, but like this matchup is so good against Detroit. They're going to have to, they're going to have to score. You know, they can, they can obviously run it, but I just think that Judy is in the spot where maybe we're finding to see a breakout game. So 5,600, I don't think, I don't think it'd be very popular at all. I love the talent. I love this ability to get open, love the matchup. Um, I just hope Bridgewater can hit him on a couple plays, but I think if you want to get cheap down here, um, I do like Judy this week at 5,600 as a, as a, a guy that I don't think a lot of people will be playing 
We talked about, you know, Ayuk. We talked about Elijah Moore. We talked about Renfro. We talked about a lot of guys in the series. Mike Williams going to suck up a lot of, a lot of roster ship. I think the Judy is, uh, is like a, a 4% guy. And I, I really like the spot this week. Yeah. Actually really good call. Um, basically the best spot that Denver wide receivers can be in. Um, so absolutely. And no, no one's going to roster him. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I mean, we just, you just saw what Justin Jefferson did to, uh, the lions. Yeah. One of these Denver wide receivers should have a pretty good game. And Judy is also my favorite of that bunch. I think he's the most talented. I think he sees the uh, most amount of targets. So I do like that. Um, yeah, I think we're getting, uh, I think we're getting 90 yards of a touchdown from Jay Judy this week. I like it. Um, so then I guess cheap guys. Um, I mean, the cheap guys I'll be going to are uh, Guyton and Palmer, assuming Keenan Allen's out. I also, you know, I might take a shot in tournaments on like Lil Jordan Humphrey if I if I play Taysom. But like other than those guys, are there are there any cheap cheap receivers uh, that that you're looking at? There are two uh, real quick. You, met, you mentioned Guyton and Palmer, the 3,400, 3,000. I think that if, 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 if Keenan Allen doesn't play, they're in play. And then there's also a chance Mike Williams doesn't play. If he doesn't play mm-hmm. for some reason, you know, they can't get him off the COVID list. Like those guys suddenly, you know, rocket way up in, in projections and, and roster ship. But there's two other names down here. Um, a guy we mentioned last week, I think it's okay to go back to Josh Reynolds at 4,100 against Denver. Um, he was good again, four for 69. Didn't score the touchdown, but seven targets again. He was three for 70, a touchdown in week 12. Um, he played 60 snaps last week. He's clearly very involved with Goff right now. So I think that, uh, you know, Goff and Goff looks healthy finally. Like the last couple of weeks, he's like throwing the ball away. You can see it coming off his hand a little better, um, you know, with that with that prior injury. So I think Reynolds at 4,100 works. But the other guy I wanted to mention down here is probably way off the radar is, is Laquan Treadwell in Jacksonville. Uh, 3,400 is the guy's a first-round pick out of mm-hmm. Ole Miss in 2016. You just look at the snaps. Like we're trying to find, like, who in Jacksonville is going to play with, you know, Jamal Agnew's out. Um, 63 and 55 snaps last two weeks. Uh, last week he was 453 on eight targets. The week before he was four for 61 five targets. So getting the ball, that's 13 targets over the last two weeks. Um, should be a nice game script. Jacksonville should be trailing Tennessee in this game. Tennessee has struggled against receivers. It all kind of lines up. It's a obviously a tournament play. It's a guy that has a zero floor. Like he he could have zero catches on three targets, and everybody's been like, oh no, no big surprise there. But we look for someone to step up when Agnew got hurt. We thought it'd be Chenault. It's, it's been more Treadwell. So I kind of like this uh, as a guy who's like under the radar. Nobody's talked about him anymore. He was, he was good. He was a big pick five years ago. Still has some talent as someone maybe you can get six, seven targets out. If you get six, seven targets at 3,400, I'm willing to take a shot on that. Yeah, sure. Me too. Um, I thought we were going to make it through the podcast without mentioning Jacksonville uh, wide receivers. <laughs> we, pro- uh, we probably should have, but we didn't yeah. quite get there. Um, I wasn't going to do it because I've, I've, uh, made a mistake recommending them for, for too long now. Um, but yeah, for 3,400 and those targets, sure. I'm okay with it. Uh, pretty decent matchup too. Uh, you don't have to do a lot for 3,400 to, to get if there. Guy, if Guyton gets really popular, it makes an interesting kind of tournament pivot off Guyton. If you want to be a little different, I think you go same price and, uh, if, if like if Williams doesn't play, everybody's going to have Guyton. So if you want to be a little different, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's a good spot to do that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then just, yeah, you brought up if Williams doesn't play, I just wanted to say if so, if Keenan and Williams are out, you can obviously use uh, Guyton in cash games. Uh, he, he'd be popular there. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind. 
We, we kind of hit all the tight ends earlier, so I'm going to jump through that. The only guy I want to mention at tight end, um, I think there's going to be a lot of people on Gronk. I really like Mark Andrews this week as a way to like be a little different. He's the same price as Gronk. He's $100 less, but essentially the same price. Um, his targets last five weeks, 10, 8, 10, 10, and 9. Um, he was 450 last week. He had nine targets against Pittsburgh. I think this is a a week where Baltimore needs to get right, and to me, that's uh, that's Marquise Brown. That's Mark Andrews. I think that Andrews gets – you give me Andrews with – eight to 10 targets. Um, I like that as a play and kind of a way to maybe get a little different people. Cause I do think Gronk in this range will be the most popular one. Yeah. I like that call too. Um, I know we went over tight end. Uh, I also, I don't mind Dawson Knox. If you're, if you're stacking that game, if you're playing Josh Allen, uh, can you guarantee not, me he's actually going to catch the ball this time? Yeah, that was, that was brutal. Uh, Rough. Was brutal. Yeah. They, he could have a nice game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, priced up a little bit now, 5,000. I think that's the most expensive he's been, uh, this season, but it's a really good matchup, uh, good matchup. Tight ends do well, uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, he should be targeted quite a few uh, times. So I like that. I've got to uh, jump out of here in a second, but real quick on defense. Uh, we always hit, uh, I think there's, there's four teams in the three thousands that have great matchups. We're talking Tennessee against Jacksonville. New Orleans against the Jets, Seattle against Houston, Denver against Detroit. Like I think all three, all four of those are playable. Um, they're all in the, the mid three ranges. Uh, Denver's a little high at 3,800. Seattle's a little low at 3,100. So I think those are all playable. But I want to talk about real quick in the 2000s. Is there anybody really cheap? You're like, I need to get some guys in. Uh, is there anywhere you're going under 3,000 this week at defense? Um, yeah, it doesn't look that good down here. Um, so... I can't, I won't roster the Jets defense, but I, but the <laughs> argument of playing a defense against Taysom Hill makes a lot of sense. We saw what the Cowboys defense did against him. So, so that's viable. Um, I'd probably prefer going with the Browns. Um, I like rostering um, defense that has Miles Garrett. And like uh, going up against Lamar is actually a pretty decent spot. Uh, you can get, sacks against Lamar and we've seen him throw a lot of bad interceptions recently. So I'm okay with going to to the Browns. Uh, What about you uh, in this cheap range? Yeah, I have two under here. One of them is the Browns. I couldn't believe the sack numbers against Lamar when I looked. Last six weeks, seven, two, six, four, three, and five. Like, that's crazy. Five of six weeks with three or more sacks against. Like, it's just teams have figured out that you blitz them and they you can get sacks, you can get them and make mistakes. Uh, they, sucked, they sacked Lamar seven times the last time they played, which was two weeks ago in the last game they had. So they, uh, they had four picks, like you mentioned. So I think that's very playable there. The other one I kind of liked in here at 2800 is Carolina. Um, they have double-digit sacks the last six weeks. Atlanta's a, def- or a team that I, you know, you like attacking. Um, Atlanta allowed five sacks to Tampa Bay last week and four in Week 11 in New England. So they've had, they've had a team that, like, if you can get after them a little bit, they will give up some sacks. Um, Atlanta had uh, had a three and a four interception game within the last month. So you know, one of those was Matt Ryan. One of them was Matt Ryan plus some backups. I, I do get that, but um, I just think Atlanta's a team that uh, you know they they've shown they can go out there and lay eggs on offense. Uh, you know, a little bit better with Cordell Patterson, but. Um, I don't know. You give me Carolina, rush quarterback a little bit. Maybe Matt Ryan makes a mistake. Um, those are the two under three thousand suckouts. Man, I'll play, we're playing a lot of uh, a lot of Carolina and the Browns, and then maybe mixing in a uh, a New Orleans or a Denver if I have you know happen to have a lineup where I get a little bit different. Maybe at a tournament I want to spend a little more. But uh, for me, it's uh, it's Carolina and Cleveland on most of my teams. Yeah, nice. I like that. Um, yep. Beautiful. Well, that's, uh, I think we kind of hit everybody. We've gone a little bit long, but I think it was a, it was a week where you kind of had to get into a lot of different games. Uh, anybody else uh, you want to mention before we jump out of here? Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think we went over quite a bit, pretty much everything. 
We did. I, like, I especially like the, the fact about stacking some, you know, games outside of Tampa Buffalo. I think that hopefully that is helpful for people. So uh, most more than anything, thanks everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast sponsored by uh, WinBet. We appreciate them for that. We appreciate you for listening. If you could please rate and review the podcast, that'd be fantastic. Also, if you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is at Ryan. Uh, last name is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jensen, last name J-E-N-S-T-A-D. As the, some of these injury news, especially in like San Francisco, Cincinnati, some of these teams, uh, you know, the Chargers, some of these uh, injury news break. Uh, Debbie, hit us up on Twitter. Ask us, uh, you know, how we're kind of adjusting that. We'll be uh, be around there to answer questions there. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week 14. We'll be at you, back at you next week for week 15. Take care. Hope everybody has a, a good week and make some money this week, just like Ryan did last week. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.